You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Do you think we should change things up for 2024? Should we maybe do something different? Yes. No more coffee. Okay, is there anything else that we could change up? <laughs> because without that, there's no way I can go 20 minutes talking to you and not fall asleep. <laughs> You need some Ooh. kind of anesthetic to I, well, talk to me. Well, I don't do drugs, so all I have is coffee. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have those hard drugs, you know, the other preachers do. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was so funny. Oh, getting a little visual on that little man behind the desk with his little pipe. <laughs> wow. 2024, here we are. We're into it now. We can't turn back. Yes, we are. We can't turn back now. Wow. Sometimes I wish we could, but we got to make better of what, what we have in 2024. It's got to be a great year. So because we're going to be listening to heavy political talk for the next 11 months. Oh, man. Man. I dread it. I mean, I'm involved in it, but I dread it. Oh, my goodness. Here in Canada, you know, our politicians will start talking about three months before the election, and then boom, we haven't, we're done. But you guys can really stretch out an election there. Started about a year and a half. Well, yeah, easy. You know, just about the just about the time one election is done. Yeah. The next month, people are saying, "Okay, now I need to line up for the one in oh, two years." Oh wow, yeah, wow, crazy stuff. So, oh well. So I mentioned on Monday, and I I think this bears some thought. We we've got to see some changes come in our churches in this year. I I think this is a, a breakout year for some. We're seeing some great things happening in our churches. No question. No question some great things. But I'm also seeing some things that really trouble me. I'm seeing um, fewer services with fewer involvement in, in those services by people. Preachers are having a hard time getting people to serve. We're having less people being won to Christ by individual church members in most churches. Um, I think we are seeing... A softening of hard preaching, which I think that's been for a while. I mean, and by hard preaching, I mean hitting hard spiritual topics with no pull of the punches. I think we're seeing some of that. I, we've got to start seeing a change in some of those things, I think. Do you? Well, yeah, we need it. I mean, we need spirit-filled, plain preaching. Yes, are, absolutely. Are, are you seeing an absence? Passionate. Are you seeing an absence of personal evangelism or a, a dwindling of it, or no? Yes. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. You know that's why I want to. I want to focus and concentrate on me more. Um, we started adding a section in our evening service on how to win somebody to the Lord. That's and good. So I take ten, twelve minutes or so, and so we went from I want to say August. All the way through into the September and into December, uh, maybe late November, 
<clears throat> and uh, we plan on starting that back up again. Uh, you know, more of specific things. You know, how do you deal with a Roman Catholic? How what verses right. would be good to deal with the Jehovah's Witness? You know, those kind of things. Right. Maybe a more specific things. But I think what that has done is it's kept it fresher to all of us. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's been a blessing. And during the Sunday mornings uh, in December, I took five, ten minutes and and gave some different suggestions on how to keep Christ in Christmas, mm. you know, and, and sharing the gospel at this Christmas time, you know, that different ways that I've heard of different people trying to think of novel ideas and, and such. So uh, I think it takes a great purpose and the the more that we do it, but there still is that, that emphasis to me that I see is that the people gained respect for David because they saw his going out and his coming in. Yeah. And so I, I think that that analogy there is people need to see their pastor winning souls. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you find uh, a bit of an apathy within churches that you're in and, and maybe even your own? Is there a bit of an apathy where people are just satisfied and are, are we there where we think we've arrived or is it just, you know, we've tried and things haven't happened? What What's going on there? Depends on the church. Yeah. yeah it depends on the church. I think there are churches that are really blazing a trail. Mm-hmm. And then I think that there are quite a few churches that uh, they agree mentally, but they don't believe it mm-hmm. enough to do it. Right. They they would not say, no, we should not. But, you know, they remember the days that they used to. Mm-hmm. And they think that that's okay for today because I used to be faithful. I used to do that all the time. Right. So I'm okay now. Somebody else needs to do it. Right. How, how are those churches blazing a trail? What do you mean by that? Oh, just on fire. Finding ways to get people the gospel yeah um you know um so there are there are churches that are um you know and and i think some of our problem maybe stems in the rudimentary area of of just wanting to have something that uh, is marketable yeah instead of you know just begging god what can we do here I mean, all of us are looking for ideas, yeah. but too many times, you know, it's, uh, well, this, this sounds remarkable. This is, this is packaged nicely. I just mm. open it up and let's use it. Right, right. I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you the word of the day, rudimentary. I'm going to give that one to you. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You're coming alive again, so... Um, <coughs> well, I'm off my crack pipe. Sorry. Well, that's... It's, it's amazing. a little bit clearer. Yeah, but are, are you off your restless leg... Uh, drugs. That's that's the no. that's the big one. So nope, can't be uh, out of them. Okay, um, yeah, and and I I'll tell you this. What I'm seeing is I'm seeing uh, some of our younger preachers uh, coming up with some great ideas to draw children mm-hmm. to the gospel again. Um, most of them, you know, around sports or music, starting programs where you know parents can bring their kids and feel safe about their kids in you know that environment. Um, I think we're starting to realize that we've got to do something to reach the generation that we've kind of let go for a while because we've been frustrated. We've had, you know, 
I don't even want to say the C word anymore, but, uh, you know, this disruption for a couple of years. And I think there's going to be disruption again coming. I think I think we're purged for another great disruption of some kind. And so we've got to find a way to win a younger generation or we're going to die off. And I think our younger preachers are seeing that they're, they're contemplating how to fix that. And some of them are coming up with some great ideas. So I appreciate that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. But just to remain in the status quo is not going to do it. Um, And and then I, I would ask what, what can preachers do that they haven't done to motivate people in those areas? Can you think of anything? How, how can we motivate? And we know it's the Holy Spirit. It's got to be the Holy Spirit. How do we, or can we, do anything to make greater influence of the Holy Spirit in the lives of our people? I just think we have to show and not tell. Hmm. I think that's the greatest thing that we can do hmm. is show... And whether we've got to get back knocking on more doors generally in, and I'm talking from people, what they've said from the 20s on, 1920s, for mm-hmm. so for 100 years now, uh, soul winning churches have had a soul winning pastor. Yes, I agree with that. And so uh, we, we now overall seem to have administrative pastors yes i agree and so we're we're operating things well we're using sensible business uh uh you know uh, solutions we're we're making sure that things are done right and fair and legal and you know which all of that should be done but you know i feel like we ought to have done this and not leave the other undone you know, the greater things is still, you know, using the word prayer and the ministry of the word. Yeah. So that involves study, of course. Right. But it also involves going and giving it out. Yeah. Whether it's members or unsaved, there's that activity. And, you know, to the young man, uh, Paul said, do the work of the evangelist, mm-hmm. of an evangelist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while Paul did do many things in preaching and things, I think the, and I'm not excusing in any way, but I think the once you built on being a soul winner, then by the time you get involved in many other things and you're still witnessing to people, you may not be at five soul winning events at the church, all five of them, but you are still witnessing. Right. Uh, but but I th- just think that there's a, a level there of building an establishment on personal evangelism as a preacher, and especially yeah. as a younger preacher. Yeah. I think our churches have done well to make a connect with the community, um, trying to reach out into the community to say, hey, we're here, we're a part of this community, we want to help this community. I don't know that we have used those opportunities to promote the gospel as well as we could have. Right. And, I mean, it's great to do a car wash, but our end goal should be personal evangelism. It's great to help at a food bank, but our end goal should be personal evangelism. Jesus said, go into all the world and wash cars. No, no. He said, go into all the world and 
uh, build houses for poor people. No, no. So go into all the world and preach the gospel. And I don't know that we're doing that. I know that we're not doing that. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say it. We're not doing that. And that that call to preach the gospel was to every believer. And until we get back to that, our churches are not going to be what they should or could be. And so we've got to take that personal step. And and I and I think you've said it at another time. We have got to have a per, personal onus upon us to do that. And we've got to know that there's going to be some hardship. There's going to be some difficulty. But who cares? People need to get saved. People need to know Christ. And maybe it's time to intensify, not pull away, but intensify our desire to see people saved, even if that means some hardship upon us. I think 2024 could be and should be that year. Amen. Lord willing. Uh, For me, that involves listening to sermons about preaching mm-hmm. uh soul winning that means reading books about soul winning that means praying about soul winning. that means having a list of people who are unsaved mm-hmm. and praying over those names mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. it means adjusting my schedule mm-hmm. to where i'm making sure that i am involved in uh in personal evangelism and so um it it, it never happens by accident and it never happens just as a sort of a, a fluid outgrowth of your Christian being. Right. Um, you know, it ought to be, but what what helps us is right. setting aside times and saying, I want to dedicate my time. And I know people will even, you know, look at those and say, Well, you know, so you're only going from for two hours. Well, you know, if you don't go for two hours, you probably won't go at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so. I have found in my life, the more consistent I am to set soul winning times, visitation times, whatever you want to call it, evangelism times, then I'm a little bit more aware when it's not those times too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we have to get away from, we used to ask the question, how many people did you see saved this week? We've got to get to a question of how many people did you talk to about the Lord this week? And I forget, what church was I in? Oh, it's um, Fundamental Baptist Church in Kinross. Every Sunday night, they do a tally of the number of tracts that were passed out by their people. And anytime I've been there, I mean hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of tracts passed out. Does it mean hundreds and hundreds have been saved? No, but people have at least been approached with the gospel, and people build a confidence in passing those out to then say, hey, would you like to know Christ? And the numbers that we see saved, the Bible say in the last, the Bible says in the last days, there's going to be a falling away. There's going to be some hard times come. There's going to be some tribulation, but it doesn't, it doesn't, or shouldn't keep us from still taking that message. And I will tell you, I'm not seeing the number of people saved that I used to see saved, but I am having opportunity to talk to people about the Lord. And I don't think they're being saved immediately, but they are definitely thinking about what's being said. And they are, they are putting in light of what's going on today. And we've never been in charge of the results. We've always been, uh, our responsibility has been to give out a witness. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's what we've got to do. Every listener needs to ask themselves every day, who did I talk to about the Lord? 
And the old Amen. the old preacher, I thought it was a great challenge, said, put three tracks in your pocket. Don't go home till those three tracks are gone. And that's a great challenge. And Amen. you know, if you'll take that and use that, man, we could we could see some things happen. And I want to challenge you to do that. Three tracks or something, something in your pocket so that you can Talk to people about the Lord or be reminded to talk to people about the Lord. Put put something on your phone. Put something on your calendar. Um, put something, you know, where you're going to see it to remind you just to talk to people about the Lord. And if we don't, we're we're going to have a tough a tough few years ahead of us for sure. Amen. And That's right. It, it's time for churches to refocus and for preachers to preach on it, to lead by example to encourage whatever it takes. And I, I remember as a kid growing up, it seemed like every service, Dr. Strachan would say something about personal evangelism. Every service. You know, who have you talked to? When are you going to talk to them? Who are you going to bring? When are you going to bring? We've got to get back to that. And I think 2024 year, 2024 is the year to do that. I think there's a big difference in trying to see church growth and trying to reach your community with the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. Um, anything else? We got about three minutes. Anything else in 2024 that you'd like to see happen through the church or anything where we're maybe a little... Well, as far as personal evangelism, start talking with your friends. You know, ask your friend. If if you're a, a college student, we'll if see you're Wednesday. a... Uh, well, you're in a Bible college, you're probably made to go, but... Uh, if you're a teenager, if you're in a church, uh, maybe a young adult in a church, ask your friend, look, I need to get out soul winning more. I need to go on visitation more. Will you go with me? I need a, I need a friend. I need a partner. I need someone to encourage me and to, to remind me, hey, you need to do this. Can you be my spiritual helper? Uh, you know, that you're going you're gonna to encourage me and remind me to do this. You'd be surprised, you know, yeah. how we need that mm-hmm. uh, encouragement. And pastor, find a pastor friend and tell him, look, I have not been the soul winner that I really should be as a pastor. I've not been, I've, I've been either, I'm, I'm bivocational or I feel like I'm doing so many different things and I really need to get back and giving out the gospel can we be accountable to each other? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, text me. I'll text you, and maybe you know, when we you know hear a good success, we'll right. call each other and share it. You know, uh, you know whether the person got saved or not, but at least they listened, and we were encouraged that we're giving out the gospel. I, I think that if you find somebody to help you, it, it will be a blessing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, we have a year ahead of us, and. I would like to, on Friday, and we've already talked about this, we would like to give some topic ideas that we think we should deal with in this new year. And we want you to listen so that you can also provide us some topic ideas that we yep. could deal with. And this will be one of them. I'm sure we're just started. But um, things like this, uh, things that come up in your life, questions you have, uh, maybe some of those questions would be about personal evangelism. How do I get it started? How do I draw that net? Uh, what do I do after I lead them to Christ? Those kind of questions. And we can look at those in our uh, in our topics ahead coming up in this year. So until then, until Friday, I'm Al Stone. 
I'm in St. Thomas with my family. Uh, it is snowing to beat the band right now, and it is supposed to snow as we record this for 21 hours straight. So I'm going to fire up the old snowblower. Ooh. Yeah, we're supposed to get up to four inches of snow. Merry Isthmus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Isthmus is on. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's coming down. So uh could be could be a, you know a great day, or it could be a disaster. We'll find out. We'll let you know on Friday. So get ready. I'm Al Stone. As we are recording this, we are in the midst of a white death Ooh. because we should get possibly two inches. No, no. Today, say it isn't so. And so, in central Ohio, Ooh. you know, after moving from Cleveland, yeah. right off the lake, and coming down here to Columbus, for years we have laughed at the uh, newscasters and the mm -hmm. weather person is out there in the weather and let's say well sam uh i've got my ruler here and <laughs> and they put it in the snow yeah. we have a quarter inch on the ground already wow. you know, trying to you know and yeah. i'm telling you that today all of the milk and bread in every store will be gone oh yeah yeah, you know, the, and I mean that's just what happens, and especially this is the first uh, snow that should stay on the ground, you know, yeah. for the for the uh, winter, and so it, it's always you know we joke around saying it's the white death that's yeah. coming. It could be two, and, and, and I mean it's just so funny that you know six hours later we have now three. Quarters of an inch that's on the ground. You know, I mean, like, Stay like off an earth the roads. earthquake is just taken, you know. Yeah. Well, you don't, it's not serious until you get to all the toilet paper is gone serious. That's <laughs> that's when people are really panicking. We, we might have to go a day or two without it. So that's the trouble. But now we In should. In Ashtabula, they've probably already had 30 inches. Oh, yeah. They're already, they've already, they've already been out cleared the drive out two times just so they can get out. <laughs> For those of you in Alabama, Florida, you have no idea what we're talking about, but yeah, you know, exactly. just envision in your mind, okay? Get it in your mind right now. So, <laughs> This is Tim Talks. We're going to be back on Friday. Hopefully, if I can you know, get out of the garage with the snowblower, I, I, I'll maybe make it back for Friday, but pray for us. Brother Wolven, just stay stay there in the basement. Don't Yeah, don't come I don't out. think I should go anywhere because yeah. there could be, when we're done, yeah. before I try to go home, there mm -hmm. could be... A half inch oh boy. out there. Don't go. I don't know what I'm going to do. Don't go. Don't do it. This is Tim Talks. <laughs> Have a great day. We'll be back on Friday. We'll see you then. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T I I M talks.com. <laughs>